The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believes that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliest of his servants. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promises he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked with Come to 
Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts help us to live and love like you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, it's the Sunday before Christmas, but I'm sure that I didn't have to tell you that. You already know, right? The countdown is on five more days. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that my husband is more excited than my children for Christmas to be here. Not because of what is or isn't underneath the tree, not because of the food or the family time that we'll be having due to the child care center being closed for the next two weeks or anything else. Davin is excited because Christmas movies can be over. Yes, I'm one of those people that watches Christmas shows and movies every single night. And if I'm not working or watching the kids, I watch them during the day too. There was one particular um, day that I had off that I watched four in one day. I went back and counted because Netflix allows you to do that. And I've watched 31 Christmas movies this season and two full Christmas TV shows. Now, that doesn't include what I've watched with the kids. So Davin cannot wait for Christmas Day. Little does he know that Christmas lasts for 12 days. There is one movie, though, that we all really enjoyed together as a family, and I would suggest anyone watch it. It's Jingle Jangle on Netflix. It's about an inventor who lost his way after some devastating blows. Years later, a granddaughter he never met came back into his life. She had his brain, his imagination, and the spark that he once had. He didn't believe in himself anymore, but she did. After a rough point, I'm trying not to give too much away, Journey, the granddaughter, breaks out in a song. In the song, she comes to the conclusion that it is more than believing in her grandfather it's about believing in herself. She sings these words, is it possible that the square root of impossible is me? It's so possible. Watch me rise high above my obstacles. Watch me become who I'm supposed to be. Oh, the possibilities, because the square root of impossible is possible in me. I can't help when I hear this part of the song to think back to Mary. Today's gospel comes on the heels of the angel Gabriel visiting Mary. Gabriel approached her and told her that she would bear a child, but not just any child, God's child, the Savior of the world. So Mary is first and foremost a prophet in the most basic sense. Because inside of her womb, she proclaims the will of God for the whole world. Now, this doesn't mean that Mary took the news and immediately was behind this plan. She had her fair share of fears, of doubts, and of questions. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And Gabriel responded with, For nothing will be impossible with God. In that moment, or maybe even a couple minutes that Mary took to gather herself and get herself together, Mary had that same revelation that Journey did. Is it possible that the square root of impossible is me? 
you can feel a different attitude, a confidence, and you can hear the courage and strength and trust in her voice when she finally speaks these words. Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Now, we often think of Mary as not outspoken or bold, but more as quiet and passive. But if you consider it, though, if you listen to the words, here I am, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word, they're anything but quiet and passive. It's a daring response to what seems to be terrifying news. This is significant because you know, and maybe you, maybe you know, that the gospel of Mark doesn't even have the story of Jesus' birth, and Matthew at least names Mary in this story, but in Matthew and Mark, Mary never says a word. The gospel of John has the story of Mary nudging Jesus into his public ministry at a wedding where he turned water into wine, but her name isn't even mentioned in the story. But here, in the Gospel of Luke, we get to see Mary. We get to hear her voice and gain some of those insights into the miraculous woman that she was. It's something that's easy to forget, that human side of Mary. She still had pregnancy hormones and probably cried for no reason. There was still probably some type of morning sickness and strange cravings the joys of the first kicks, and the pain when her belly became larger than her body could support. She still had sleepless nights with a crying baby, all the while wondering if she was doing this parenting thing right. Luke gives us that insight, that human response. I often tell my daughter Eliana that you can be scared and brave at the same time. And it's in this moment in Scripture that you see that in Mary too, scared and brave. So Mary does what any human would do, and she runs to someone that's going through or has gone through a similar situation. It just so happened that her cousin Elizabeth, who was, who was also having a miraculous birth at an old age as well, so she went with haste to see Elizabeth, and Elizabeth did what any good friend or family member would do. She welcomed Mary in. This is a beautiful passage today of women empowering women. Both Mary and Elizabeth were scared, but they became a blessing for one another. And it's in these moments that Mary was able to bear her heart and soul like only you can do with someone you love and trust. Last week, Pastor Rhodes talked about Joseph and helped us understand what the gospel writer meant when he called Joseph a righteous man. He knew the stories of faith and he lived them out in his life. In today's gospel, we find out that Mary too was righteous. She knew the family history of her people. She knew the stories of faith. And when times got tough, when she got scared, with, when her soul, her soul just ended out, up singing out a prayer that was based on Hannah's song and prayer for her son, Samuel, 
when she gave that miraculous child back over to God to live in service. Now, Mary didn't have all the answers, but Mary had trust. Mary had to trust God. Mary had to remember the stories of faith, and Mary had to lean in to her people. Your whole world will change. It's probably the most cliche yet honest and vague piece of advice that I heard by about every single parent I talked to when I was pregnant with my first child. And I always thought to myself, yeah, no kidding, but not in a condescending way because my thought right after that went to, so tell me how I'm supposed to get ready for this. I really truly wanted to know If life is going to be that radically different, how do I prepare? Because babysitting, having a kid overnight, or setting an alarm to wake up every two to three hours would not even come close to what happened after the birth of my first child. Nonetheless, after hearing this piece of advice for about the 15th millionth time, I knew I needed to prepare myself, my spirit, my soul in some way for this life-changing event. But how? It wasn't until a couple years or two after having Eliana that I heard about this ancient Navajo tradition called a blessing way. A blessing way in its truest form is a rite of passage for those your whole life is about to change events not just about motherhood. If you think about it, baby showers focus on the baby, right? It's pink and blue, guessing the stats of the baby, tasting baby food or whatever other games there are, and opening up presents for the baby. A blessing way or a mother blessing focuses on loving on, filling up the cup of a soon-to-be new mother. It is, it is only women who circle around this mother, people that she trusts and that she loves. It's not as much of a shower as it is like a pampering. You sit around in a circle, and it's time for others to share their birth stories, their first few months of parenting, or just to give a blessing. It's a time for the mother to ask honest questions and to gain insight into what this transition will mean for her life. A baby shower helps you realize that a baby is on its way to being born, but a mother blessing declares that a mother is on her way to being born as well. This is the significance of Mary and Elizabeth's encounter today in the gospel. It is a mother blessing in the simplest form. Mary stays with Elizabeth for three months, and I can't even imagine the conversations, the blessing, the support, and the love that covered each of them. Mary and Elizabeth's time together together gave them both the strength to carry on. Now, I'm certain that at moment, the moments that they shared together ended up coming up during their lives, giving them strength in moments that they needed it. In moments of exhaustion and aggravation, they both turned back to those moments together. Mary to Elizabeth's blessing, 
and Elizabeth to the gift and blessing of her child leaping for joy in her womb at the sight of the mother of God. During times of confusion and maybe even in the final moments of Mary's son's life on a cross, Mary turned back to those words of Elizabeth to give her the strength that she needed to get by. Come what may, Elizabeth's blessing stood for Mary. This blessing called Mary into her, into, into her being, making the impossible possible for her. As our lives seem to shift and change over time, we too are in need of Mary's bravery to trust God, to remember the stories of faith that have been ingrained in our being, and to lean into our people for blessings that sustain us so that we can realize our own God-given potential that is placed inside of each and every one of us. Amen.